0: Wallflower Quiet Solitary Thoughtful If any of these words describe you, you might be an introvert. In a world that favors the outgoing, gregarious extrovert, being an introvert can be difficult. But the truth is that introverts have distinct advantages, as long as they know how to use them. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey, Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you master big change. For more information, please visit YourGreatJourney.com.
1: Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher, Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks, available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.
0: Today we're sharing an excerpt from psychotherapist Arnie Kozak's audiobook, The Awakened Introvert, practical mindfulness skills to help you maximize your strengths and thrive in a loud and crazy world. In The Awakened Introvert, mindfulness expert and card-carrying introvert Arnie Kozak shares mindfulness and cognitive behavioral tools that'll help you unlock the full potential of your unique introvert brain. You'll learn powerful strategies to recharge after social interactions, improve your social skills, and take advantage of your capacity for quiet reflection and sweet, sweet solitude. In this excerpt, Dr. Kozak shares a great technique for introverts who want to access mindfulness on the go.
1: The Quiet Technique, your quick and portable mindfulness companion. Given the mind's tendency to be active and reactive to stimulation, you can benefit from a quick and easy way to bring yourself back to the present. Quiet is an acronym for a technique that helps you quiet your mind in any given moment. This series of five steps is designed to interrupt automatic mind patterns that give rise to distress. It's easy to learn and quick to practice. It only takes a few seconds and one cycle of breathing to do it. You can do the quiet technique multiple times each day, however many times is necessary until it becomes a beneficial habit. Q is for quit. When you feel distressed, quit what you were doing. If you are ruminating on the past, stop. If you are complaining about what is happening, disentangle yourself from that bit of internal dialogue. If you are involved in a difficult conversation with another person and strong emotions arise, see if you can pause from the conversation for a moment. U is for understand what is happening. Understand that there is a connection between what is happening internally or externally and how you feel. You are observing the connection between body and mind in action. You can feel the downstream effects of your thoughts on your body. For instance, anticipating the future gives rise to tension, anxiety, or excitement. The understanding generated here can be a quick affirmation and does not need to be a long, ponderous affair. It is more like an aha moment or a quick flash of insight and recognition. The understanding may be generic. My mind was in the DMN, and I am now feeling distressed. Understanding can also be specific to the particular contents of the DMN in that moment. There are the usual suspects, patterns that occur over and over, themes of insecurity, betrayal, disappointment, doubt, fear of rejection, wanting to impress others, and so forth. It's better to keep your focus on the generic process and not get caught up in the details. The pattern of reactivity may be familiar. For example, you may have caught yourself in the act of beating yourself up for some perceived transgression, and you now feel the emotional effects of that flogging. The more you understand these connections, the easier it will be to quit them. I is for inhale. E is for exhale. Make one cycle of breathing with mindfulness. Reconnect to your body in this moment. T is for transition. Make your transition into the next moment with the presence and insight gained from doing the previous steps. Repeat the process as needed, which will likely be often. Here's an example of quiet inaction. You are rushing through your day and you notice that you are feeling tense. Your heart pounds, your mouth is dry, and you've got butterflies in your stomach. You also notice that these sensations are accompanied, perhaps even fueled, by a negative anticipation of the future. I can't get it all done on time. Noticing these sensations and thoughts gives you the opportunity to quit. You understand how this reaching into the future gives rise to your discomfort. Then you take a mindful cycle of breath, inhale and exhale. Now you can transition to the next moment. You decide to bring your attention from the future to the present and focus on the task at hand rather than projecting yourself into the future. This gives your nervous system a brief respite and the physiological sensations of heart pounding, dry mouth and butterflies in the stomach will subside. You can now rest into the present moment. The result of the quiet technique is a moment of quiet that ushers in the next moment, breaking the cycle of thinking that can give rise to distress. It takes only a few seconds to do this technique, so you can do it frequently throughout the day. Anytime that you notice a change in your state, from pleasant to unpleasant, you can get quiet. The quiet technique might be especially useful when you find yourself getting interrupted a lot. These interruptions can be particularly vexing, so we'll explore them in the next section. Handling interruptions Interruptions are the bane of introverts. You may be deeply engaged with an activity, applying your powers of concentration, when someone, likely an extrovert, disturbs you with a question. If it is a non-urgent question, it likely perturbs you. Interruptions are expensive for you in time and energy. It will take time and effort to re-engage with your task, and you've spent precious energy interacting with the interrupter. Extroverts, by contrast, thrive on multitasking and don't mind interruptions because interruptions add stimulation to their lives. You already have some familiarity with responding to interruptions that has come through your meditation practice. Each time you retrieve your attention from the storytelling mind of the DMN, you are responding to an interruption. The talking mind interrupts the pure attention of mindfulness, and, as you have no doubt discovered, this can happen countless times during any meditation session. The instruction is to return your attention to your breathing or other object of focus and resume practice. The invitation is to make this transition without acrimony, judgment, or resistance. You are encouraged to make this transition in as matter-of-fact way as possible. It's not a big deal unless you make it one. How these interruptions are handled distinguishes expert from novice practitioners. Experts still have minds that interrupt the flow of mindful attention. They are, however, more efficient at returning their attention to the present moment. No big deal. Novices tend to get hung up on the interruption and react to that. When this happens, they have the interruption itself and the reaction to the interruption pushing them further from the present moment. The expert's approach in meditation can also be a model for handling interruptions in the real world. When you are working and are interrupted, either from within or, more likely, from without, can you use the expert's strategy of returning attention to the present moment as if it is no big deal? Your tendency may be to react, to say to yourself, "Ah, I can't believe she interrupted me for such a stupid reason. This has ruined my concentration, my morning, my entire day. That commentary adds extra stress to the situation. Instead, you can try to pick up your attention and return it to the task at hand, just as if you were picking up your attention and returning it to your breath during meditation. No big deal. There are consequences to the interruption, your train of thought has been broken, and there can be further consequences if you have an internal reaction to the interruption. In other words, generating a story about how frustrating, unfair, and unfortunate this interruption is. You can minimize this compounded consequence by training your attention away from the stories you tell yourself so as to return it to reestablishing your concentration on the task at hand. Another helpful strategy is to proactively preempt interruptions. You can do this by devising a signaling system that you present to coworkers, family members, and perhaps even to your own mind. Signal your availability. You can support your work and personal environments by signaling to the people around you how open you are to interruptions. Take an image from a Caribbean beach where different colored flags signal the condition of the water and how safe it is for swimming. A green flag announces that the waters are calm. You are in a place where you don't mind being interrupted. A yellow flag signals more turbulent waters and to swim with caution. Your yellow flag tells people that you would rather not be disturbed, but if something important comes up, you can be interrupted. A red flag says, not safe to swim. Similarly, your red flag shouts, do not disturb under any circumstances. Unless the building is on fire or someone is bleeding to death, do not interrupt me or you'll experience my wrath. The system requires a visual signal for communicating your status to others and, of course, a briefing on how the system works and that you are putting it in place. You can use different colored objects or make signs with different colors. Be creative and have fun with this. Even with the best signaling system, you will sometimes be disturbed when you don't want to be. Look up the form called Interruption Monitor. The forms for this audiobook can be downloaded for free at www.newharbinger.com forward slash 31601. From that page, just click on the tab labeled Accessories. This form can help you to monitor the interruptions you experience and track your ability to re-engage your attention. For each situation, note the time and, briefly, the circumstances. How long does the interruption go on? Note your feelings and anything you notice in the transition back to your task. Look for any patterns that emerge. Are there particular times of day when disruptions are more likely and when it's harder for you to reestablish concentration? What are the feelings that arise? Does your storytelling mind get involved? How does your transition back to the task go? Is it a big, hairy deal, or can it be just the next moment? Take a few moments and write down your answers to these questions.
0: Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, The Awakened Introvert, practical mindfulness skills to help you maximize your strengths and thrive in a loud and crazy world. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.
1: Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.